Welcome to Tech Talk Thursday, Season 4, Episode 5. Collaborative robots are increasing in EMS factories across the world. Mark Gray, the UK country manager with Universal Robots, discusses the many benefits and compelling reasons why they should be part of your smart factory strategy. That's the topic. Now let's meet our guest, Mark Gray. So welcome to today's uh, Tech Talk Thursday. My guest today is Mark Gray uh, from Universal Robots. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Hi, nice. Thank you. Nice for being here. Great. So I, I know that you obviously work across a whole range of different uh, industries and technologies, but uh, we're here to talk today specifically about electronics manufacturing space. Um, and there's a lot of companies that are, up, that are taking up robotics and automation at the moment, uh, some with AGVs at the, at the in, goods inward side, some with at the uh, back end assembly side where they're using uh, collaborative robots uh, alongside uh, uh, human uh, assets. So where do you see that uh, uh, at the moment in, in the UK, actually, uh, with regards to uh, people adopting automation in the electronics manufacturing space? Yeah, we're starting to see an uptake in this, particularly because of uh, a labour gap that uh, is in the industry and also because the the need to automate. Um, we are seeing companies reshore as well. So to be competitive on a global level, people are looking at automation into their existing production lines. And traditional industrial automation is quite costly, where cobots is a kind of entry entry into that sort of automation it gives you the ability to automate at your own pro at your own uh, speed step by step because it's very low impact and it's relatively low cost yeah. to get into it universal robots is is obviously a, a very large organization um uh, are you seeing the same trends across the rest of, of, of Europe or are you, f- you seeing more inward investment into the UK because of some of the recent um, incentives that have been put in place? We are seeing a general uptake across the rest of Europe as well. Um, the electronics industry has traditionally been uh, centred around the Far East, but because of electric vehicles are kind of driving the technology need to be um, built just in time, we're seeing a lot more of the supply chains are mm-hmm. starting to reshore or being invested in new plants where they're being built here and the rest of Europe to meet that supply. Right, right, okay. So you you specifically work in the collaborative robot uh, uh, side of the business. Uh, you do have a sister company that works on AGVs, is that correct? It is. It's a company called MIA, which is in Mo- Mobile Industrial Robotics, and that's in the same town where we're based which is the town of Odenser in Denmark. Right, right, okay. Um, so tell me, uh, you know, about the uptake of, of collaborative robots. What has been the response when you go into a factory and you, um, you, you're trying to introduce them? Have they been well-received or is there, do you find some resistance from time to time? Generally, I think people's uh, connotations of robotics is that robots take jobs. Uh, whereas collaborative robots, the kind of clues in the title of the product is being built to decide to work alongside a person. Yeah. So collaborative robots don't take jobs, they take tasks. And when we make people see that it's to take away those kind of jobs that they don't want to do or they shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. you know, improving their ergonomics, then they see the robot as a tool. And humans have always used tools to do their jobs easier and make it better for them. So whereas before you've gone from just a normal screwdriver to a battery screwdriver, it's just the same thing. You would use a, a robot to carry out those tasks that 
you don't really want to be doing to take away the strain from the human. So generally the uptake has been quite good. People have been quite receptive to it. And a lot of companies have got a global cobot policy now where they're looking for robots to be implemented to maybe provide social distancing on production lines to provide mm-hmm. a gap between operators. And stuff. Right. Now, and what is the average uh, uh, robot that you use in, in, in uh, manual assembly or replace in manual assembly line? Uh, is it a, a, like a four axis, six axis? So all our robots are, are all six axis. Um, the smallest okay. one is about 500 millimeter reach and the largest one's about 1600 millimeter reach. The one that we tend to do the most with with the electronic sector is the UR5, and that's because it's about the same dimensions as a human arm. It's got the reach of about 860 millimetres. So it can do most of the tasks that a human arm can do, whether that's soldering, screwdrivering, dispensing glue, or loading parts in and out of the process for testing. Okay. Now, obviously, uh, in the UK and many parts of Europe, the type of manufacturing we do is high mix high uh, you know high vol- uh, sorry low volume um, and that requires fast programming time how easy and how quick is it to program these robots yeah so that was that was always the traditional blocker for using industrial automation because the robots take a long time to set up a new job so our software has pre-written templates in there to make it easy it's very much like an operating system so to set up a new job from scratch can be literally like two hours. And to alter an existing job for a, you know, another part in that same family can be an extra sort of 10, 15 minutes. So they're very, very quick to set up because we've made it easy. And that ability to program a job and then save it in the robot's memory, there are a thousand locations, means that you can cope with a high mix of products and a small batch is a, is a kind of normal sort of thing for us. Um, and what about when you start to install them? I mean, do you have special instructions that you give to other people that are working in the factory in terms of safety uh, for working around a collaborative robot? Yeah, so the, there are things in, in a standard risk assessment that you need to make anybody who's a stakeholder on the production line aware of what the robot does and how it's going to move. So that's part of the, the, the standard risk assessment. Under most circumstances, the robots can work alongside people without the need for guards, depending on, on what task they're doing. However, if they have a tool that's potentially could cause injury, for example, like a soldering iron or a screwdriver, then you might need to put uh, speed and separation between the human and the robot. And that might be a light guard scanner. If that's broken, it'll make the robot slow down or make it stop and it'll turn off the tool on the end so that you're providing that sort of basic safety between both. Right. So let, let me understand that you're, you're doing, you're able to do things like um, manual lifting and placing, uh, screwdrivering. Uh, uh, what other tasks? Are you, did you say soldering? Are you actually doing soldering using your robots? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few robots in the UK that are doing soldering of uh, surface mount components. We have them placing uh, components onto PCBs. We have mm-hmm. robots testing products and things like screwdrivering, uh, loading PCBs into housings and so on. And then you know, the dispensing glue or, or resin into particular components for tamper, yeah. uh, tamper-proof seals and things like that. So, yeah, all those things are perfect for robots to do. Excellent. So what's the, what's the ROI for, for a company uh, looking to uh, 
invest in collaborative robots? Yeah, so a typical ROI be- that we say for a collaborative robot is between nine to 12 months based on one shift. Mm-hmm. If it's over three shifts, then it can be as low as three months. So wow. it's a relatively quick payback period. It's very quick. Yeah, very quick. Uh, excellent. And then I believe you've also got um, a leasing option for companies that want to go down that route. We have. So um, our robots, we, we've partnered up with a company called DLL who will offer a leasing scheme. So you can lease a robot similar to leasing a company vehicle over a period of years. So at the end of that three-year period, you can either buy the robot, continue with the lease or give it back. And it gives a, a company complete flexibility. If you mm-hmm. lose a, a you know a contract for a particular part, then you're not tied to buying a piece of equipment that's going to take, you know, going to be stood there without any use to it. So yeah, we, the, the leasing option is something that's relatively new, and we've seen probably about 25 companies take that up in the UK. So it's it's tax efficient and it's it's very easy yeah. to use. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so uh, as I said at the beginning of the interview. Uh, I mean, Universal Robots is a very large company. What makes you special? Yeah, we were set up by three university professors to tackle the need for robotics for small companies. And the things that they set up 15 years ago are still relevant today. So they talk about five things that make things different to everybody else and mm-hmm. our robots are a quick piece of software that makes it very easy to set up and um, they're very flexible so you can also um, move them around the factory as and when you need to and the safety systems are second to none we have 17 safety functions that are all category three performance level mm-hmm. certified and this quick payback is the key to it all so there are other robot manufacturers out there but none of them have all of those five together Great, great. Well, Mark, uh, you know, thank you for giving us uh, an update and fairly uh, uh, comprehensive view of how robots are working in the factory space today. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we look forward to maybe uh, catching up with you again sometime in, in the future. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you very much. A pioneer in thermal monitoring and analysis technology, ECD's portfolio of mole thermal profilers are synonymous with quality and reliability. Recognizing that each manufacturing situation is unique, ECD's line of mole products addresses various manufacturing requirements and future needs. eSmart Factory 2021 is an international hybrid event. Share the room or the internet with some of the smartest electronics manufacturing engineers. Learn directly from those who are implementing smart factory strategies or creating the software systems and standards of today and tomorrow to meet the rising industry challenge for reduced risk, reduced scrap and reduced machine downtime. Providing you with a competitive edge to improve your reliability, your yield and your profit. Of course, we'd rather see you in person at this year's two-day hybrid event, but whether you are located in San Francisco or Shenzhen, eSmart Factory 2021 is the conference where you'll learn all there is to know about intelligent manufacturing.